from McCrary Broadcasting Podcast, and it's a big week for Kennesaw State football as they welcome in the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. It's a rivalry game because of how close these two teams are together. And Kennesaw State, of course, beat Jacksonville State in round two of the playoffs in 2017, and then again at fifth at uh, SunTrust Park and the five overtime game. I think it was 60 to 52 was the final score of that game. And this has just been a fun rivalry. And we look forward to talking with Brandon Owens, the host of the Cocky Nation and the Round the A Sun podcast about Jacksonville State. He is a former student and a band member of Jacksonville State, and he is all over. Uh, social media supporting Jacksonville State and uh, he has some great things to say about their program and the direction he wants to see the program go in and then we'll speak to Barkley Miller as always the former Kennesaw State Owl defensive lineman joins me to end the show and talk about this rivalry so without any further ado let's get into this it's the McCrary Broadcasting Podcast Jacksonville State versus Kennesaw State Edition. Excited to welcome to the McCrary Broadcasting Podcast, Brandon Owens, who hosts the Cocky Nation podcast, as well as Around the A-Sun with Will Seiler, uh, former, I think he played at Central Arkansas, didn't he there, Brandon? He did. He, he was on special teams. Yeah, so uh, so very well versed in A-Sun football and AQ7 uh, stuff. So uh, And it's obviously rivalry weekend between Kennesaw State and Jacksonville State. Brandon is a former Ken- uh, Jacksonville State. Oh, that was a Freudian slip. A former <laughs> Jacksonville State student uh, in the band and currently uh, achieving his master's. So, uh, Brandon, thank you so much for taking the time this morning. Not a problem. I enjoy. I enjoyed the last time I was on here. So when you messaged me to be on this week, I was like, absolutely, let's do this again. Well, it's rivalry week. We call it JSU hate week. Um, it's kind of a new thing that they're trying to start and spur around here. Um, it, Kennesaw State and Jacksonville State have had some great uh, battles, and Kennesaw State has has come out on top on both. Won a first round, actually a second round win in the playoffs, and then the great game there at Fifth Third Bank, not Fifth Third Bank. It was at the uh, SunTrust Park, which is now yeah. Truist Park, the Atlanta Braves Stadium, which was the greatest atmosphere for Kennesaw State football um, I have ever been to. So, just what do you think about this rivalry so far? Um, I like the direction it's going. Um, I can't wait to see what the name of this rivalry is. Um, and you said that there's possibly a trophy being looked into um, for this rivalry. So that's very exciting. I'm, I'm glad we're getting a rivalry that's like that. Um, you said that y'all are doing JSU hate week. Us at JSU are keeping our mouths shut. We are not <laughs> participating in KSU hate week. The past two times have been, have bitten us in the butt. We are not, especially after our result last week, we are not participating in that this week. Well, let's just talk about the both teams. And right now, Jacksonville State sits at two and two. Kennesaw State had a bye weekend last week, so they are two and one. Um, it's just a roller coaster season for for Jacksonville State right now. As a fan and as someone who's passionate about it, um, how is the season? How does it feel for you? Frustrating. It, it, simply put, it's frustrating. You go. Uh, you go into UAB thinking it's going to be somewhat competitive whether you win or lose, and you get shut out, absolutely dominated and shut out. Then you go into your second FBS game playing Florida State. You think you're going to get clobbered. 
and then you end up beating them. And then you come back the next week facing your in-state rival, losing by three. It's an in-state rivalry game, so I, I didn't really think much of it. But then you come into the next week, or last week, mm-hmm. and you lose to a former OVC foe in UT Martin. You were ranked in the top ten. You were not supposed to lose to UT Martin. Like, I at this point, anything that happens with JSU football this season does not surprise me. It's so inconsistent. Uh, I was just telling um, my co-host on Cocky Nation this week, when one side of the ball is good, the other side is bad. It's just so inconsistent and so frustrating. So I do not know uh, which team to expect this week. I really don't. Let's take a listen to what Coach Gross had to say at his press conference about the loss to UT Martin. Okay, yeah, just very disappointed about Saturday. You know, definitely don't meet up with our expectations or, you know, um, you know where we want to be at the end of the game. You know, you just um, you play last three games, all been one-score games, and, uh, you know, one, two of those come up on short end of the stick on Saturday. And, you know, I feel like uh, we didn't play bad. Um, you know, we, we actually played good at times during the game and did some things really well. And at times during the game, we played, um, you know, just okay. All right. He says, at times you play just okay, and okay will get you beat. Uh, Could you hear the audio there? Yes, I did. Okay. So he says, playing okay is going to get you beat, and it did. What's the critique right now for Coach Gross and the way he handles some of these losses? He's just as inconsistent as the rest of the team. Apparently, I don't know how far into that press con was. Was that after the game, like directly after the game? That was yesterday's press conference. So we're recording on Wednesday. That was Tuesday's press conference. Okay, so apparently he called out our kicker uh, without calling him out, basically saying missed field goals will will it missed field goals will determine whether you win or lose the game. And I mean, he's not wrong about that, but when you look at the situ, if you watch the game, he was thrown off from the very beginning. He set up to to kick a 51 yarder, which would have been his career long. He set it up kicking into the student section as time expired and the refs called the play dead and he had to redo the kick and missed it. Like, I, I'm sorry, but when you're basically calling out a player who couldn't control what the officiating which was horrendous by the way when he can't control what they do i mean i'm i'm sorry but you that's that's unprofessional absolutely unprofessional not to mention he was taking over the play calling at times during the game and you could tell when he was making the play calls ogle they would switch Mm -hmm. throughout this game that's never happened it's usually been all ogle and with the success and fire that our offense came out with in the game, that was Ogle's play calling. That's the best I've seen our offense play. And for Gross to be like, okay, I'm going to call a few calls, and you know which ones those are, and they didn't work, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but Gross is to blame for this, for this loss. I, I'm just – I'm sorry. <laughs> and there's so much more I could say that we'll we'll probably get into, but that's all I got to say for right now. Well, let's listen to what Coach Gross had to say about the offense and trying to get in the red, into the end zone from the red zone. 
you playing a team as explosive as Martin was, you gotta you gotta make hay when you can. You know, so when you get in a red zone, you gotta you gotta score touchdowns. So gotta score touchdowns. He that was uh, kind of what your point was. Is Alan um, Karajak? Uh, let's see. Yeah, how you pronounce his name? I think uh, the kicker was one for three on the day, but he tried to. He, his misses were from fifty-one and fifty-two, I think. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, not particularly the red zone. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, so. so those kick, those kicks weren't like he was short. He mm-hmm. had the distance. It, it his aim was just off. Like it would just completely miss the goalpost, which isn't his fault. Like I said, that that first if he had made that first field goal without the play being called dead, he would have probably been on his game for the rest of the game. Well, and I think that something that has just kind of reared its ugly head all season is your run game. Your run game's been been bad. And very bad. Uh, and you I don't know if it's offensive line, I don't know if it's um yeah, I just don't know, and I mean, I know that uh, Uriah West is is uh, out. Uh, Josh Samuels has been kind of the guy that everyone thought would be the starting running back, and he hasn't performed particularly well. I'm trying to pull the stats up here um, for uh, UT Martin, but uh, yeah, it's your run game makes Zarek Cooper one dimensional and puts a lot of pressure on that offense. So. You got to find a run game. You can't be you can't be that way unless you run an option offense like Kennesaw State, which you want to be at that point one dimensional. But you got to be successful, and you know I think you got a great quarterback. I think Zarek Cooper's doing what he's supposed to do, but uh, yeah, your, your run game has not been uh, where it needs to be, in my opinion. No, you're completely right. It hasn't, and it's kind of upsetting. I think it's partially the offensive line. Because Zarek Coop, they're not holding their blocks. The the uh, D line of the other team is getting to Zarek Cooper before he can make smart decisions, which he's made he's made much better smart decisions this season than in the past. Um, but you said that he's one dimensional. This season, he does seem one dimensional. If you go back to past seasons, he's been two dimensional. He's been a double threat. Mm-hmm. He can run and he can pass. So I think a, a lot of that has to just do with the offensive line this year. It, it I don't know what they're what the deal is, but this is not the same offensive line that we had in the spring. Well, and I, when I mean, so we returned everybody. When I said one dimensional, I meant as in the offense because Zara Cooper was your leading rusher. Nine carries for 44 yards uh, and a touchdown against UT Martin. The offense being one-dimensional, and you've got the wide receivers. My goodness, you've got some some uh, some really good wide receivers, and I know that you're banged up at that position, but you still have Ahmad Edwards and P.J. Wells who were, caught six passes apiece against UT Martin. Um, and just kind of watching that game, the flow of the game felt like Jacksonville State was going to give that game away. Almost from the very beginning, it was like this game. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that because it was fourteen nothing, and and you got it off to a quick start. But once Martin got on the field and and made it a fourteen seven game, it didn't feel like JSU was attacking anymore, and and that was what I was. That's the way I I, I saw it. And then you know, if you're not attacking, if you're not going one hundred percent, you're going to get beat. I hundred percent agree. Um, that first touchdown, because I I believe we I believe UT Martin um received the ball first, 
So that first touchdown was defense. It was a defensive uh, um, mm-hmm. score. So our offense didn't get on the field until about midway through the first quarter. So I don't know if it's they just got lazy and was just letting the defense do its work. I don't know. But something was off from the very beginning. Um, I didn't really pick up on it until after halftime. And that's when I was like, this is going to get ugly real fast. <laughs> well, so Jacksonville State sits at 2-2. Two and two. You got the highs of beating Florida State. You've got the lows of now losing to UT Martin, a team that you feel like you shouldn't have lost to. That was an old OVC rival. Um, by the way, UT Martin's a good football team. And I don't want to mm-hmm. make, make it seem like it should have been a blowout. But... Um, Everyone thought coming off of the win at Jackson, uh, Florida State, uh, JSU should have handily beaten UNA. They didn't. It's another good football program, but they right. didn't. And then you be, get beat by UT Martin. And all of a sudden, this AQ7 is starting to look a little different than we thought in the, in the August because we said, okay, Sam Houston, Jacksonville State, Central Arkansas, those two could flip-flop, and then everybody else – and now you've got Jacksonville State is just on a roller coaster in two and two, and Central Arkansas at one and three. Um, I think, and I think now you're looking at maybe Steve, uh, Stephen F. Austin and I don't want to say Abilene Christian because I think they've got some developing to do. Um, mm-hmm. Probably EKU in there, and I don't know where Jacksonville State and, and Central Arkansas are in the power rankings. Well, both of us are voters on that on that power poll, <laughs> yeah. so I will share my poll. I had I had Sam Houston at one, like everybody did. Um, my number two was um, Stephen F. Austin. My three was EKU. Uh, Central Arkansas was four, and JSU was at five. Abilene Christian. That's the lowest they've been this year, right? In my poll, yeah. yeah. And so until they start seeing some consistency, I don't see myself moving them from that four and five range. Um, especially going into our last, if JSU wins this weekend, mm-hmm. it's going to bolster them, hopefully momentum-wise, into finishing out the season strong. And if that happens, maybe we could possibly make some noise in the playoffs. Um but I will say, if we lose this weekend, our season's over. Our season is absolutely over if we lose to Kennesaw State this weekend. Well, uh, well let's turn our focus a little bit to Kennesaw State as the Owls are 2-1. and one. Their last game was against Wofford, and they went into Wofford, and I think Wofford was receiving some votes um, and really owned that football game 31 to 10 I think was the final score mm-hmm. uh, and they overcame two turnovers early on in that football game and and really dominated Wofford and this that was the kind of that's the first time now Kennesaw State's first game was against Reinhardt an NAIA team you didn't feel like you had a great idea of what the team was going to look like then you go down to Georgia Tech and Georgia Tech I mean, handled you. His 45-17 was the final score. Two late touchdowns um, for Kennesaw State made that one even, even close. Uh, so, and then you go into Wofford and you really play Kennesaw State football, which is that 
spread option, triple option. And I know because I listen to your podcast. So somebody on your podcast said, get rid of the triple option. It's it's no one's going to be able to you can't win at this, this level. It's used. Everyone's got everyone knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, of course, those of us who are, who are around the football team know it's so hard to defend because you have to be so assignment perfect and attack the football um, that if Kennesaw State's playing Kennesaw State football, they're just tough to beat uh, on mm. any day, you know. So um, now Kennesaw State's banged up, and uh, I, I think that they, um, I think that they have have recovered. They are coming off a bye week. Here's what Coach Bohannon had to say about the timing of the bye week. We've been beat up. Um, we still are, are beat up. We're better, but we're not where we'd like to be right now. Um, hopefully the, a few days off. And the way we approach the bye week is we took um, Monday and Tuesday off, practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then took Saturday and Sunday off and then came back yesterday uh, in game week. And that's really what we've done in the past, nothing a whole lot different. So not a whole lot different. They got some rest. They allowed their guys to. Well, matter of fact, Coach Bohannon said he didn't leave the house on Saturday. Got a chance to watch some football. So, um, your thoughts coming off the bye week into a rivalry weekend? I think that this is the moment for Kennesaw State to make a statement. If they want to make a statement within their conference and at the FCS level, you just came off of an, a dominating win against Wofford. You had a bye week, and you're coming into your your future arch rival in the A Sun. Like you need to win this weekend to make a statement in the FCS and Big South, and to have your momentum in your favor going into the A Sun next year. This is a must win for Kennesaw State. Absolute must win. No, and I agree with you. Here's what Coach Bohannon said about Zarek Cooper and that offense for the Gamecocks. We're getting ready to play one of the better football teams that, um, that we've played here. Um, we played them twice in Jacksonville State. Um, you know, they're, they're as talented as anybody will play all year. Um, always have been, probably always will be. Um, you know, right now I think, uh, you know, offensively, you know, you look at their quarterback position, he makes them go. Um, Zarek Cooper's a heck of a player. He played against us in 18. Um, and he makes some unbelievable throws. He's got the ability to run, but he does a great job of keeping his eyes down the field. They got a really good running back. He's a kid from Georgia um, that transferred in, and they're skilled at, at the receiver position. So they present some challenges. So there are three phases your quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Coach Bohannon showing a lot of respect for uh, Zarek Cooper, as the entire nation has. Um, you you were there actually with the band I think in 2018. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think Kennesaw State's defense, by the way, is, is very good. What do you think their defense? Uh, what what kind of trouble do you think their their defense can give Zarek Cooper? Um, just all the pressure that they've been given all their teams. Like if you put pressure on Derek Cooper, you're going to force him to make very bad decisions and possibly force some turnovers, whether that be fumbles or interceptions. If you going into the interceptions, if you force interceptions, you're probably covering our wide receivers very well (laughs) because our wide receivers know how to get open. Yeah. Even though it hasn't seemed like it, they know how to get open. So if they just continue to put pressure on the Jacksonville State offense, 
I think that's going to be a huge advantage for Kennesaw State going into this game. Well, here's what Coach Bohannon said about the JSU defense. Defensively, they're like they always are. I said it when we played them in 17. After about five minutes of the game, I looked out, I said on the headset, it felt like there was 13 of them out there because they run so well and are so long and athletic and can really, really run. So a lot of respect again for the defensive side. And, and I think the best thing about Jacksonville State is how you, uh, you know, your, off- your defensive line is uh, kind of a stand-up line. They, they don't go down to a three-technique. Um, they kind of stand there and they read the offense. And obviously, to beat the triple option, you've got to be quick to the football. And I see Jacksonville State's defensive line and linebackers are pretty dang quick. So it's going to be interesting to see how they handle the triple option. Yeah, um, he was talking about like the size of the defense, them being long and Mm -hmm. all of that. Our biggest, in my opinion, our biggest uh, uh, defensive player, DJ Coleman, he is, I did not realize how tall that boy was or how (laughs) big that boy was until this season. Oh my God, he is so big. And so he's he's absolutely right. They're fast, they're long, they know how to attack the football. Like uh, it's just not DJ Coleman. You have Marshall Clark, you have the entire defensive line, you have Nicario Harper. Like our defense it is looks really like he's good. back healthy, I think, right? Nicar Harper. Yeah, he is. Um, so I think I think the biggest issue between the two teams is the just how evenly matched these two teams are it's going to be a close game it's it's there's it's a lot like the montana eastern washington game this weekend it's going to be a close game it's going to be a fight to the end it may literally come down to who has the ball last so we'll we'll see what happens the last two meetings obviously we mentioned the one in the playoffs and then the, at suntrust they all, I mean, the five overtimes, they came down to the last uh, the last possession of the football. What would, do you remember about that trip to SunTrust and then the trip home, knowing the hard-fought um, effort ends in a loss? Well, so in 2017, it was more of a, we've never played Kennesaw State, and so first impressions are always... A thing I look at and some of the uh, students that came they were just absolute jerks to us I, I and then I actually met some of them and they're not half bad they're they're all like the students at KSU are just like the students at JSU they're very passionate about their team once I made that realization it was a lot better going into 2018 and in 2018 um after that game, I was walking. I actually didn't ride the bus home. I, I have family in Atlanta, so I stayed okay. with them that night. And just going back to their house, I walking back to the car, uh, ran into some KSU fans, and they saw how um, upset I was, but they were very complimentary of me still being a good sport. And I was like, well, I mean, Eventually, these two teams are probably going to be playing each other on a regular basis. So why do I need to be acting like a jerk to y'all when this could be a really good, hard-fought rivalry that needs to happen? But it, I was upset, but the long, like 
five minutes after after the game, I was like, I don't need to fret on this. Like, <laughs> we're both going to the playoffs. Yeah, it, that's all that matters. So I, it, it's a. I'm really looking forward to this game. I'm really looking forward to this game. Really look, I'll I'll be there. So I get to see a third the third meeting, um, overall. Uh, so I'll I I would have been at all three meetings so far. Well, you mentioned the word rivalry. Here's what Coach Gross had to say about the KSU JSU rivalry. You know, moving forward, don't get any easier. You got a, <clears throat> which will be a conference game next year. Um, you know, kind of a little bit of a rivalry game with uh, with Kennesaw. Uh, great program. Coach Bohan has done an excellent job over there. You know, looking forward to playing over there. It's going to be a great crowd. They'll have a packed house, I'm sure. And, you know, um, their brand of football, the options, tough to get ready for in a week. Uh, so we got to play assignment football and, you know, and get ready for it. And I look back, it's been three years since we played them. We got very few guys on our roster that's lined up and played that triple, which is just a, a different animal. So I'm really surprised that he said it's going to take a week. Uh, you only have a week to prepare, prepare for it. You play Lamar which runs a spread option offense, and you play Kennesaw State, you'd think in the camps that they would have, have installed some kind of uh, effort or uh, scheme to stop the triple option. I'm very surprised that he said that it was going to take a week. Now, I don't know how they, they run things, but uh, you're, he's right. If you, try and, if you try and tackle this in a week or three days, that's not good. I'm just saying that's not good. Yeah, being a Georgia Tech uh, fan growing up, I know how hard it is for some teams to prepare for the option, given giving just one week or giving themselves a week. So that actually surprises me. That tells me he's not preparing his players like a coach should, which probably leads us <laughs> into a new discussion. But to me, if you're if you say that. You're giving JSU even more reason to not extend your con uh, your contract since you are in your last year. Mm -hmm. You're giving the university every um, possible thing uh, excuse to not extend your contract. And honestly, that, the, him saying that really surprises me. Honestly, that's. That's kind of that's kind of locker room material for Kennesaw State. They know if you looked at I mean this is considered a rivalry game and when players hear that well uh, we only matter of fact perfect example Wofford's head coach came out Josh Conklin seemed like a very good football coach nothing against him but he said in a press conference uh, you know we're going to look at the triple option uh, half the week and then the other half we're going to focus on our conference uh, upcoming conference games. They that, run the triple option. No, no, they've moved away from it. Oh, finally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. And you're, yeah. So you, you'll be happy about that. They have, they have moved away from, they'll still, st they still use some principles in the spread option, but they are moved away from the triple option when their, their offensive, longtime offensive coordinator retired at the end of the year of last year. So, um, yeah. So, that was locker room material for some of these folks. You're only giving us a couple of days, and then you're focused on somebody else. So um, now, Coach Cross has been around football a long time. He that may just be, you know, shadows. He, he yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know, but uh, I I think people are going to hear that from Kennesaw State and go, 
okay, maybe he doesn't take it that seriously. He's only giving us a week. We're a future conference uh, opponent. We're a rival, and you're going to give us a week. So uh, I don't know. I think there's something there. I think there's something there. Yeah, we'll we'll see moving forward, but especially him saying that, that, that even further um, supports my pick for this game. Well, let's get hit <laughs> Coach Bohannon's thoughts on the rivalry between these two. I think it could become something really good, um, you know, with two schools that are this close, um, you know, and uh, the tradition of Jacksonville State football. I mean, listen, this thing goes back for years now. I mean, and before I even was here, Kennesaw State of our football, everybody knew about Jacksonville State football. A ton of tradition. Coach Gross does an unbelievable job there, um, you know. So, um, but I think the – the schools are close. Um, I think there's some natural things that have already occurred in the last two meetings, um, you know, that can create that. So I do think now becoming uh, both in the ASUN conference going into 2022, I think it definitely could become something. A lot of times that stuff takes a life of its own, um, and I think this will too. One of the things, the, the life of its own, that uh, behind the curtain kind of stuff, um, I'm hearing that they're trying to develop a trophy for Kennesaw State and Jacksonville State's rivalry. And, and what was pointed out to me was the Silver Comet Trail, which runs from Smyrna, Georgia, which is it's central Cobb County, south central Cobb County, goes through Kennesaw and goes all the way to the Alabama line. And then it changes names to Chief Ladiga, I think is how you Ladiga. Okay, Ladiga. The Chief Ladiga Trail. And then it continues right to Jacksonville State. So... Um, I think that's a great starting point for a rivalry, and uh, you and I have kind of gone off the off the grid a little bit talking about it. And I thought the battle of the Silver Chief or battle for the Silver Chief trophy would be a great uh, uh, name for that battle, honoring the Silver Comet Trail and the the Indian Chief there. That's so popular for Jacksonville and known for on the Jacksonville State campus. Yeah. I- I think having a uh, rivalry centered around both of those trails is probably your best bet for a rivalry name and battle for the silver chief or battle for the silver chief trophy uh, could go either way. Still the same name um, is a great name for it. Uh, It has meaning for both universities, uh, both uh, the student, both student bodies and faculty and alumni could easily get behind that when you have a name that connects both universities. So I I really like that one. Well, I hope that uh, that continues to kind of swell and and develop into something because I think it's going to be a great rivalry. I really do, even though Kennesaw State's 2-0 and Jacksonville hasn't won a game yet against Kennesaw State. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I'll be on the call, on the radio call for uh, Kennesaw, the KSU Owl uh, Network and uh, with uh, Brandon Sutton and Jordan Griffith. So I um, hope you guys tune in there through the KSU mobile app or tune in radio app. Um, okay, so let's look at this game. A um, few minutes left here. Uh, Kennesaw State hosting Jacksonville State. It's the first time the Gamecocks will be playing at Fifth Third Bank Stadium. The Owls coming off the win and the bye. Jacksonville State licking their wounds from the UT Martin. Just give us your quick thoughts on this game and maybe prediction. So I think Kennesaw State having such a dominating win over Wofford and then having a week to prepare for JSU, 
they're going to come into this game fired up. They're wanting to go 3-0. and They're going to be fired up. JSU coming off of a close loss to UT Martin. They're going to want to have something to prove. They're going to come in fired up. They want that first win against Kennesaw State. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for taking the time this morning to talk Kennesaw State and Jacksonville State. It is rivalry week. I know you're going to be at the game, and I'm going to seek you out and uh, buy you some popcorn or something so you can uh, enjoy the game while uh, while we're doing the broadcast. But thank you so much. Continue success with the, the Around the A-Sun podcast and, and the Cocky Nation podcast. And... Uh, you know, I, I hope you're walking and driving back to Jacksonville very sad on Saturday, but um, I, I just look for a, a spirited contest and the continue, uh, continuation of this rivalry. Absolutely, and I hope the other way for you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a shorter drive, but... Uh, that is true. That is very, very true. Look, all the best to you, and look, I'm looking forward to seeing you on Saturday. It's Kennesaw State and Jacksonville State from Fifth Third Bank Stadium. That is a 3 p.m. kickoff. It'll be on the KSU Owl Network. Brandon Sutton, Jordan Griffith, and I will have the call. So, Brandon, best of luck, safe travels, and we'll see you Saturday. When we return, we speak with Barkley Miller as we continue to preview Kennesaw State and Jacksonville State here on the McCrary Broadcasting Podcast. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. a pleasure welcome back barkley miller former kennesaw state football player and the play of the color analyst for espn plus here at kennesaw state and barkley it's a big week jacksonville state we're going to say this rivalry week already oh yeah i mean I, I think without a doubt it's rivalry week it's been talked about in both the coaches pressers and it's funny because it's gotten talked about in both their pressers as well. Not only is it a rivalry week, but they've only played twice. Mm -hmm. Non-conference, it's not an every-year thing, but it feels like they've played every year since 2015. I mean, just how deep this goes. And I think a lot of that lends its hand to how big the games have been each year and how just competitive they've been. Both these teams so evenly matched. It's like a Heavyweight or a heavyweight title bout. I mean, and it's very exciting. I think it's going to be the same thing Saturday. It's going to be a four quarter game, and I'm excited to watch these guys come out and play. Nathan, first time Kennesaw State played Jacksonville State was in the second round of the playoffs. Jacksonville State was a number three team in the nation, and uh, we've heard that you know even the coaching staff for Kennesaw State felt like when they went over there. Jacksonville State fans, Jacksonville State players, Jacksonville State coaching staff thought they were going to walk out of there with a win and didn't really think a whole lot about this spread option team coming in. And Kennesaw State beat them and knocked them out of the playoffs. That was really the the impetus of this rivalry starting. And, of course, then you had the, the 2018 game. And I want to play something for you real quick and just kind of tell me how this makes you feel. Getting that man-to-man -man look on the left side of the screen there. Three receivers to get it up. Intercepted by Bryson Armstrong. 
So that was a huge moment for Kennesaw State football, and that was the five-overtime win against Jacksonville State. That gives me chills. Yeah, Nathan, it gives me chills. It gets me going, man. It gets me fired up. It, it makes me even more excited for Saturday. Huge game, huge win for KSU. And going back to 2017 even, I mean, talk about a huge win. In my opinion, that's the game that really put KSU on the map. It woke everybody up, up to what was going on in North Georgia at Kennesaw State University. Because it's true. I mean, I don't think that yeah, – I was on that team, so I can say we <laughs> we didn't get a lot of respect from anyone. Right. Uh, including our local media, JSU's media. I mean, heck, Nathan, we show up to the second round of the playoffs – big game and JSU didn't even pack the stands. Yeah. Nobody was really there. Their student section who is notorious for being rowdy was probably a quarter full. And, and it was just, I remember going out there. I was like, wow. I mean, and the coaches hammered at home is these guys don't think anything of you. And that all definitely changed the next year because it was a very different uh, tune that everyone was singing whenever KSU and JSU matched up in 2018, <laughs> as well as this year. I mean, and, yeah, JSU is going to come in fired up because of that UT big UT Martin loss last weekend. Hats off to the Skyhawks, man. I mean, I've watched that game a few times. They played their butts off. And very physical. Very well coached. Their defensive scheme against Derek Cooper was very spot on. I'll, I'll tell you what, Coach Verpale said it best. They were playing with nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. And they they that's how, that's how you win big games like that. And I think that's what Kennesaw State's done in both 2017-2018. I think it's going to be the same thing this year, 2021. I think it's going to be a four-quarter knockdown drag out, and the bank's going to be packed and rocking. It's going to be exciting. But just to speak to personnel a little bit, I mean, is Eric Cooper six? It feels like he's been at Jacksonville State for 10 years. <laughs> and he is one of the most dynamic players in FCS college football. He's, he's such a good thrower and, and runner, even though he's a little banged up, so he doesn't run as much now as he typically does. But he's just so deadly accurate sometimes. He, he's he's one of those he, – he reminds me of a baseball player that hits about four or five hole and is, is a little streaky sometimes, though. You know, they go on yeah. a tear and go 10 for 10 with three home runs and, you know, perfect on-base average, all that stuff. But then he'll, he'll get a little slumpy sometimes, but – him being that dynamic athlete he is, that's what makes him dangerous because a lot of these gunslingers just keep on throwing it. Well, he can do it with his legs too. So if it's not working through the air, he can make it work on the ground. And just to go a little bit more into that, I mean, they are so big and physical on offensive, on the offensive and defensive line. It, it's going to be a, a, a fun one to watch. I, I compared them to Georgia Tech earlier. I, mm -hmm. I think that's the most comparable opponent that Kennesaw State's seen. And it's going to be the same thing Saturday. If Kennesaw State doesn't go out there and execute, and if they turn the ball over, which they've had the turnover bug the past few weeks, if they turn the ball over, it's going to be a long day for KSU. But I, I think that they've gotten – personally, I think they've gotten a lot of those things figured out, and it's going to make for a good game Saturday. For those of us who didn't play college football, and I, I look at this game kind of the way I looked at the Georgia Tech game, like you said, UT Martin um, was an underdog in that game and beats Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State was coming off that Florida Florida State win uh, and the win against UNA, and it was a letdown for them. So now they're coming into their rivalry game. I almost would have rather played JSU after they've won a game and their guard's down a little bit. Does Am I putting too much into that, or, or is there something there? No, I mean, so 
coaches are going to sit there every week and say, oh, you know, next game's the biggest one. Next game's the biggest one. No game carries more weight. That's just the cliche that they're going to roll with every week, right? <laughs> I mean, the players look at it at a completely different angle because – and I'll tell you why. It's how you get treated and how, how it goes at practice that week. Those guys' practice this past week was very different than their practice after that big win at Florida State. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that – I'm not going to say a lull because these teams already kind of have some, some history – is a good way to put it. So I don't think they would have came in with a lull, but oh my gosh, I think this went from a, you know, this is a good rivalry game for us to win to almost a must win in yeah. their eyes, especially yeah. the players' eyes. So I, I think the it's not like it was against Georgia Tech. They're playing a lower opponent. You know, that was a get right game, quote unquote, for them, which they did, as we've seen how they played the rest of the season way better than anybody gave Georgia Tech credit for at the beginning of the season with that loss to NIU. They should have beat Clemson, by the way. <laughs> they they really should have beat Clemson. Been. I mean, they, they should have been the ones to take down Clemson. They, they yeah. played really well. Um, so I, I think that kind of speaks to Kennesaw a little bit. That Kennesaw didn't get dominated in that game. According, if you look at the box score, they did. But, I mean, that's just because all the turnovers and miscues. But up front, offensively and defensively, the guys played hard and – they, they didn't just get it handed to them. It wasn't just a complete dominating force bearing down on them the whole game. So that, that, that makes me excited for this week against JSU. Uh, but you are right, though. It, I think that that loss at UT Martin didn't do any favors for Kennesaw State, even though it, it didn't change that much, but it did change the dynamic a little bit. One thing that I think is going to be a big positive for Kennesaw State is you're coming off a big win against Wofford, and that was, I think – like a, kind of like a push game, um, and you win 35-10 there in pretty dominating fashion. You only gave up 67 yards on the ground to uh, to their uh, run attack. Now, I know they're transitioning from that triple option to like a more pro-style offense, but it didn't matter. Kennesaw State, they tried to go deep. The cornerbacks and safeties played very well against uh, Wofford, and you have a bye week. So I think that's a that's kind of a, a something much needed. I think, honestly, from the game one, I think coaches were like, let's survive to this bye week and get right and get healthy and it seems like Kennesaw State has gotten more healthy uh, than they have been in the past yeah yeah they absolutely have I know camp this year was rough on KSU as it was on a, on a few teams if we as we've seen across the FCS level playing and they're not going to say it but playing from the spring and then back to back again this fall that's tough man it's tough on your body I think it's shown in how many injuries we've seen in FCS ball especially with guys who even got injured last spring who still aren't all the way back. But that was – that was huge. The win was huge at Wofford. I think it kind of set the tone for the rest of the season. And it gave these guys almost a confidence boost of we can do this, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of these are young guys who have played off the back of older guys who knew from the get-go that they could get it done. They they haven't had to do it themselves. Now they're having to – I think they struggled with that a little bit at the beginning of the year. We saw it against Ryan Hart. Obviously, Georgia Tech didn't help. But then how they went out and played against Wofford, I think that gave them a lot of confidence, which is huge in this game of football. Um, And a lot of guys coming back. I mean, Travis Bell is back. That's a huge get back. Peyton Moore is back, probably the most dynamic pass rusher on that defensive line, as well as all the offensive linemen. I'm sure Zion's a little bit more healthy. T-Pax, all those guys. It's going to be – it's going to be good, and, and talk about a better time going into this game at JSU. It, it couldn't have come at a better time, Nathan. So 
The Wofford game was more of a glimpse of what Kennesaw State football should look like. That's got to be helpful to the young guys who are kind of trying to find their identity. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you hit the nail on the head. It you got to think you got, you look at a guy like Nikeem Farrow and mm-hmm. Ian Mike Mike Cousins. Those guys don't know what it's like to really be successful in the triple option because they've only seen other guys do it right. So I, I think that that's a big part of it. And then on top of that, you look at the defensive side. So many new faces. Yeah, Chance Bates has been around, but other guys haven't. Um, and Cole Oden getting that pick whenever they're backed up with their backs and so that shows that they can fight their way out of those situations. I think that 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 definitely helped out and is going to help Kennesaw State this Saturday too against JSU. All right, so it's going to be a tough game. Let me get to your keys. You probably have done this for your for your analyst. What are your keys to victory for Kennesaw State? Man, my keys for the victory for Kennesaw State. I think number one, they can't turn the ball over. That's going to be a huge one. Number two, they're going to have to play physical and with a ton of effort up front on offensive and defensive side of the ball. I think that that's a, that's a really big part as well. And then number three, if I have to throw one in there, the quarterback play at Kennesaw State, whether it's Murphy or X, is going to have to really be on point against JSU in this tenacious defense they have. Yeah, we're hearing that uh, Murphy is – healthier and is going to be dressed ready to play uh we expect xavier shepherd uh to to get the start but uh and i like the way he i think like the way he played although a couple fumbles may not have been his fault there at wofford but i like the way he recovered from that and then then just put it behind him and i know in the podcast earlier this week he talked about next play next play next play and you can't you can't look backwards yeah no and you're right in that I've said it a few times on the broadcast. How, and I think I said it on the podcast as well. The maturity that X carries with this offense is so impressive. You think he's a redshirt junior, redshirt mm-hmm. senior. I mean, this kid's only gotten a few starts under his belt. He doesn't worry about the turnovers. Now, I do think he got a little rattled against Georgia Tech, but I mean, how can you not play in yeah. Bobby Dodd? That was a big. That was a big scene for him, especially as his first bona fide start. <laughs> that, that's tough. Um, but besides that, I mean, he, he has he's bounced back. He makes the reads. He makes the op, the op, the option run like it should, which is so impressive for a kid his age that's never ran the option before. Well, it is going to be fun, and it sounds like both bands, obviously, Kennesaw State band's going to be there. Jacksonville State's bringing their band. A um, lot of lot of people saying, okay, this is the start of the rivalry because Kennesaw State leaves the Big South after 2021 and will enter the A-Sun Conference, which Jacksonville State is a new member of. Uh, so putting them in conference, this is going to be, you know, it's hard to say a rivalry is a rivalry when the other team hasn't picked up a win yet. But I think this can be this is going to be a big game for Kennesaw State, not just identity-wise, not just because they share a conference, but because Monmouth lost to Holy Cross in a non-conference game last week. So now you're putting yourself in position really to win the Big South if you can pick up a win against JSU and get that ball rolling into conference play. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think it'd be really big going. Kennesaw State is at Hampton next week. That's going to be a big game for them. First, set the tone for Big South play. And I'll tell you what, Nathan, if you look across FCS as a whole, this has been a crazy year outside of probably the top five schools. It's kind of a free-for-all. A lot of teams beating each other. 
lot of competitive games going on. So a win against another top 25 opponent in JSU is going to be huge for Kennesaw State moving forward, especially if we look ahead a little bit further towards the selection show at the end of the year. Even if Kennesaw State doesn't necessarily win conference, mm-hmm. but they do really well in conference, but have that feather in their cap of a big win against JSU, I think that's going to help out a lot. All right, that's why you're the best. Barkley will be on the ESPN broadcast with Nolan Alexander. I will be on the KSU Owl Network with Brandon Sutton and Jordan Griffith. Barkley, always a pleasure. Thanks so much. Go Owls. It's going to be a fun one. Yes, sir. Go Owls. All right, that is Barkley Miller. Thanks for joining us. And that wraps up this edition of the McCrary Broadcasting Podcast as we look forward to Kennesaw State and Jacksonville State. Let's go Owls. Owls.